Good morning, listeners. Last Monday, we entered the new year 2024. I pray that you will have a blessed new year. The year we've just left behind was marked with tremendous challenges, both locally and internationally. As we face this new year, the words of Jesus should resound in our ears. I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. At Christmas, we celebrated his first advent, and I trust that was a powerful reminder for you that he also promised to return. Until then, we are admonished by him to occupy till I come. Luke 19, verse 13. Most Christians would readily agree that the greatest need of the church in our time is revival. Last year, the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica focused on the theme, Embracing Revival, Delivering Excellence in Serving Christ. For this year, we have retained the first aspect of the theme, Embracing Revival, but have added what we believe is a critical enabler for the revival that we so earnestly desire. Our theme, therefore, is Embracing Revival, Achieving Excellence Through Effective Leadership. As human beings, we were created to lead. Then God said, Let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the, all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also, to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 31. There are five specific observations in this passage that point to our God-given leadership potential. One, being made in God's image means we were created to lead. Verse 26. After God says, let us make man in our image, he says, let them have dominion. One way we reflect God's image is by leading, having and exercising dominion. Two, God commanded both male and female to have dominion, verse 27. Both men and women have been given the ability and authority to lead. Leadership is not gender specific. We are to rule over the earth, but not necessarily over each other. Verse 28. We were not directed to rule each other, but over the earth creatures. History is largely the story of man trying 
to have his way in contradiction to what God commanded. God-given rules have been subverted rather than ruling what God specified that we should rule, we try to rule each other. All of us are to serve one another in the areas of our gifting and purpose. Verse 29 and 30. God created everything for a purpose. Our general purpose is to lead, but each of us should ask God, Lord, what's my specific purpose? Each person's leadership is best exercised in his or her area of giftedness. According to verse 31, when we discover our gifts, we will naturally lead in those areas where we are most productive, intuitive, comfortable, influential, and satisfied. Let's dissect the theme, embracing revival, achieving excellence through effective leadership. Many Christian theologians have sought to define the term revival. For example, J.I. Packer says, it's God's quickening visitation of his people, touching their hearts and deepening his work of grace in their lives. Richard Owen Roberts, an extraordinary movement of the Holy Spirit, producing extraordinary results. We would readily agree that the Holy Spirit is the leader in every revival there has ever been. However, a vital component is effective leadership. How important is this? Let's talk about the necessity of leadership before speaking about effective leadership. The concept and practice of leadership originated with God. He created the universe, made provision to redeem humanity after we fell into sin and has shown all the attributes of excellence in leadership in his relationship with his world and its people. According to John C. Maxwell, the world's foremost leadership expert, leadership is a facilitation of the process of the crystallization of potential into desired results through the systematic organization of talent. What then is effective leadership? Effective leadership means achieving the results intended. When applied to leadership, it means achieving goals because leadership is influencing others to work towards achieving agreed goals. Goals can be good, adding value to the church, communities, and society, or they can be bad, resulting in the destruction of values, degradation of society, negative effects on the world's climate, causing destruction of species, massive hurricanes, and flooding. Effective leadership is in short supply. Across the globe, the need for good leaders that can bring about desirable results is growing. If there is one thing that the church really needs, it is effective leaders with a true sense of call and a commitment to the principles of God's word. Let's look at the relationship between revival and leadership in the Bible. The theme, Embracing Revival, Achieving Excellence Through Effective Leadership, points to the need for effective leadership in achieving revival in the church. Effective leadership has always been associated with revival from biblical times to the current age. 
the greatest revival that ever occurred took place at Pentecost in AD 33, 50 days after the Jewish festival of Passover and the crucifixion, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The outstanding leader that God used at Pentecost was Peter. The Pentecost revival that Luke documents in Acts 2 reflected previous revivals, such as that which took place following the slaying by Elijah of the 450 prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. That revival caused the backsliding people of Israel gathered there to declare, The Lord, He is God. 1 Kings 18 verse 39. They were moved to recognize the power and might of Almighty God as He responded miraculously as His servant Elijah called on Him in confident faith. Another significant revival took place shortly after Samuel started his career as the judge and priest of the nation. In response to God's answer to Samuel's prayer for deliverance from the Philistines, the children of Israel put away the false gods and served the Lord only. 1 Samuel 7, 3-4 Another example of biblical revival is that recorded in Nehemiah chapter 8. After the miraculous rebuilding of the wall around Jerusalem in 52 days, the people gathered to hear the word of God read to them by Ezra the priest. Then all the people answered, Amen, Amen, while lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. That was the onset of revival. Through the centuries, revivals have occurred, spearheaded by dedicated leaders. There have been many notable moves of God in revival over the centuries. The first great awakening the 1730s to the 1740s was a period of intense religious activity in the American colonies, marked by emotional preaching and fervent, enthusiastic worship. The movement was led by noteworthy preachers such as Jonathan Edwards and George Whitefield, and it resulted in thousands of new converts and a renewed sense of faith in God. Methodism began in the 1730s as a movement for spiritual renewal within the Church of England. Its principal founders were John Wesley and Charles Wesley, who were Anglican priests. The Second Great Awakening came in three phases, from 1795 to the 1820s. All three phases had distinctive leaders. The Welsh Revival was a Christian revival that swept across Wales in 1904 to 1905. It was led by the Welsh preacher Evan Roberts. The Azusa Street Revival was a historic revival that took place in Los Angeles, California in 1906 to 1915. It was led by the African-American preacher William J. Seymour and is considered one of the most significant events in the history of modern Pentecostalism. There have been many other revivals, but in all cases, God raised up and used leaders to start and sustain them. The call to effective leadership is resounding. Another well-known quotation from John C. Maxwell related to effective leadership states, everything rises and falls on leadership. He bears this out in his book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, by stating in what he calls the law of the lid, leadership ability 
is a lid that determines a person's level of effectiveness. The lower an individual's ability to lead, the lower the lid of his potential. Your leadership ability, for better or for worse, always determines your effectiveness and the potential impact of your organization. I will close the broadcast today with Paul's exhortation to Christians. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. Romans 12 verse 8. There is no question but that God has given leadership ability to humanity. We were created to lead. Followers of Christ have been specifically called to lead. Leadership is all about exercising influence. Influencing others to come to know Jesus Christ is what the Great Commission is all about. Are you taking your leadership responsibility seriously? Next week, we will continue looking at this theme.